Sentire Media. You are listening to the Latavola Marche Radio Network. Hey everybody, thank you so much for downloading our podcast from Italy on this wonderful Sunday, the 28th of April, early in the morning. Good morning, Miss Ashley. Good morning, Jason. It is. I can't believe it's the end of April. It is the end of April. Woo! I can. I can. Well, we're coming to you a day early because we know the beginning of the week uh, is a little bit busier here. So we'll, we got plenty to talk. We got plenty to yap about this week. So we thought we'd uh, turn on the microphones this morning and give it a try out. Fire them up. Fire them up. It is a overcast kind of like not cold, but not great. Kind of just. No, it's like a April showers. <laughs> yeah. Day today. And um, it doesn't. Make me really want to get moving. Even no, though we're in sweats and everything. Still, we've been r- jumping out of bed early and getting moving this past week, doing tons of projects. So with the rain and it's cloudy, it's a little like let's just linger. I don't know. You want another cappuccino? <laughs> I would. I would not mind. I would not hold. But actually, the water, But I have to say, don't you think the rain's probably awesome for the field? We just had it all tilled. I'll be posting a video of that and um, plowed. But it's got to be good that uh, I'd rather have it rain now, get a little more soaking wet before we put stuff in. Yeah, I'm not upset about the rain at all. Oh, we okay. got all our work we needed to do mm-hmm. in. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just kind of a lazy Sunday here I in beautiful Piobico, Italy. Um, <laughs> lots going on since we la- had our last podcast, even though it was only a short few days ago. The field, is, our orto is done. The fence is up. Our garden the um, potatoes are in. Potatoes are in. We have some salads in, and um, the three passes, the pass of Vincenzo. Uh, uh, God, you said he likes to just go by Enzo. Oh, Enzo. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. That maybe it's an alien. Didn't mean to. Didn't, didn't mean, mean to, blow to him up. <laughs> mispronounce your name, Enzo. <laughs> it was funny. <laughs> Enzo turned the field with one pass of his tractor. Then Pierangelo came by and tilled the field. And then finally Basilio came by with his little tractor and plowed the rows. Which so. was my favorite to watch because Gaji rode on the back like he was a kid on a on a horse or like, I don't know. They just look so funny together, those two. But the video should be up today. Um, on Sunday, I'm going to post it. All right. So Ashley has a little fun. I, it's like 90 tale seconds. Tale of three tractors. The tale yes. of three tractors. We need a, we need our tra- own tractor. I know. We should throw this up on Kickstarter <laughs> and say that th- th- we need three tractors because we We need borrow- one tractor because yes. we're borrowing three. From old men. <laughs> That's the funniest part. <laughs> so that was the uh, middle of last week, which uh, this last week, which which is great. So at least the garden started. We have onions coming next week. I was just going to say, Gaji is raring to go with he- is rare boys. to go with the onions and it's still for us it's still a little early just because it's we're still in april and i want to i want to just give it another few a week at least at least we've never put the onions in before like the 10th of may all right so there you go at least a little bit a little bit longer even though we're gonna the nights have been warmer, warmer. the other night it was 16 degrees or like uh the Low 60. Was it high 50, low 60s? But we got burned last year, baby. We did get burned. Last year, we got lulled into thinking that... <gasps> it was so nice. It was so nice. And then all of a sudden, in late May, a freeze, two nights in a row, hard frost, and I paid the price. So That's I learned. 
That's when you're thankful you're not a farmer for reels. Yes. <laughs> like my crops depend on if we eat yes. or not. Yeah, I know. I cannot. I couldn't imagine that having to deal with that. Oh my god! I mean, just replanting a couple hundred tomatoes was bad enough, but to do fields of something, yeah, that your family counted on to survive—that would be hard living. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, but then, uh, let's see, what else do we then do? We've been washing bottles. We've been wa- oh my goodness! So it's <laughs> time to get our wine for the season. So we've taken out all of our wine bottles and washed them up real well and put them on the uh, bottle tree. And I never even took a stupid picture of that. Really? <laughs> we did so many times. Uh, we we washed 600, 700 bottles, mm-hmm. I think. Lots and lots and lots of bottles. Crates and crates and boxes and boxes. Where you're just going, oh my God, there's more. There's more. And then, uh, yeah. <laughs> and then on Wednesday, we went to Fano and rented a furgone or a big, huge uh, sprinter van. Like a big, huge... Mercedes. Mercedes. It was a ni- hell of a lot nicer than our car, it let me tell get you. get up and go. It had power. It drove, drove like a dream. <laughs> <laughs> Except you had no idea how long you really were. Oh my! Th- this van is long. <laughs> it's big and long. It's it's uh, the big. I mean, well, here's the sto- here's the funny story. This is this is Italy. Everyone here is Italy. Called up, have this have the van rented, ready to go. We go on Wednesday night to pick it up. We really don't need it till Friday, but Thursday was uh, holiday. holiday. Um, so we so we went on Wednesday night to get it. When we get there, the guy says. We have problems. The, uh, the two people haven't brought him back yet, and um, the one guy was supposed to come by this afternoon, and he's still an hour south of Rome loading the van. And um, there was the, a lot of showmanship going on, yeah, a lot of heavy lot, breathing, a lot of walking around, and phone calls being made. Right. Two hours later, we were still we were we had an, he agreed that one van would be back. It was the biggest van that the, he had, which is like all right, fine. At least it's something, but it wouldn't be there till nine or nine thirty. So we went to dinner, came back, got the van. It, she's like, it's dirty. I'm like, I don't care. It's got gas. It's got a full tank of gas, and it'll fit everything we need. We're out of here. Uh, go back home. Like so, really. Also, four hours after we were four hours to after we were supposed to pick it up, which is fine. It's fine. It's Italy. At least we got it. Just, I mean, who's counting? But at least, no. See, I look at it as at least we got the van. Oh, no, I agree totally. I just mean to put it into perspective. Yes. So take it home Thursday. We continue to wash bottles. It was a holiday. Friday morning, we wake up and go, and we go and get our wine. We went to three different wineries. We, uh, well, why can you really call them wineries? Serenelli. <laughs> His is um, a, yeah, wine, like a cantina in his, in his family's, family's house. Home. Uh, <laughs> in, in the s- middle of town. South of Ancona, about 10, 10 minutes south of Ancona. In like the Conero Riviera. Yeah. The, yeah. And uh, like near Monte Conero and um, along the coast. And he has incredible wine, <laughs> but there's no sign. You would have no idea. You would have you to know You just go him. into what looks like a big like garage door and then and then you see huge winemaking equipment um he's pretty small production he's the smallest of the ones we went to mm-hmm. absolutely he maybe makes a few thousand maybe what do you think ten thousand yeah. bottles a year maybe and he's the freaking most expensive he is the most expensive his fuso is the most delicious yes which we always get but his bottled superiore his nicest bottle of wine he sells to us 
for 30 euro which, a bottle. Which is unheard of. That is like, oh and everyone's sitting here laughing going, 30 euro a bottle, that's not that much. What are you talking about? Oh my God. For Mar- for Marcagiani wines, 30 euro a bottle is like, it's whoa, like, whoa. Cape Bali. <laughs> Oh it's a good gosh. wine, but it's a beautiful wine. But it's like, oh my god, that is super expensive compared to Juicy, who makes a beautiful bottle of Lacrima, and his Superiore is what we like to serve at weddings as like the final uh, wine. It is just half, beautiful, half the price, half the price. And uh, so we so, but Serenelli we go to every year, and we get we bring our Demijans or Damijan. Uh, uh, Damajane, and um, we fill them up. They're these glass, almost teardrop-shaped bottles. They're huge. They're 54 liters, and they come in baskets that are lined with straw, so you can carry them. And we bring them into uh, the the winemakers, and they fill them up with what they call the sfuso, or their loose wine. And if you're in the know, this is what most people around here we've talked. I know, yeah, I think we've we gone have. over it before. But if anyone new is listening, um, this is what most. People around here do for their drinking family. wine, their family wine. You would either make it yourself or go get the Svus or loose and bottle it yourself. And you can find absolutely wonderful, delicious, incredible Svuso wines that um, you'd have to know about. Yeah, and what's funny is it's a pretty small town out here, and you can go to the farmer's cooperative to the Fresca Fruit <laughs> and they have um, four, four wines four wines on tap in the back for I think a euro twenty or something or a euro it is a bring low your own euro. bottle mm-hmm. or they have bottles there that you can buy and it's not bad either they have nice light Sangiovese but it's a, these are all drinking wines these are not storing wines exactly you're supposed so to drink them within a year or two they don't have the sulfites to keep it um, aged if you will to or, preserve yeah, for the preserving um, but there you can we, we get oh my god we got an awesome rosé that is the one I am most excited about the rosato the rosé from Juicy. Mm-hmm. so okay so we stopped at Serenelli first and uh, he's South Ancona then we have to go to the big store for, oh and get, man we got our load up for the season the toilet paper and the and the uh, soap and the mm-hmm. dishwashing detergents and the, and the the paper roll for the table yeah, and all, all that napkins stuff. and all the you know the the all that stuff. Then that the stuff to IKEA for all the candles and extra um, curtains and a few things like that and hand towels. And then you're freaking exhausted. It's and starting to get grumpy. And you're only halfway done. Oh my god! And you're you're getting testy. It don't sass me. <laughs> uh, so then our next stop was more the Alba. No, no. Then our next stop was a parking lot picnic. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> So no time – because we can't sit down for lunch because we can't le- lose an hour and a half or an, at least an hour and a half for sitting down to a proper lunch. So we had what we call the parking lot picnic and you go and get – It's classy. You go and get some sliced meats and cheeses and some fruit and drinks and chips and bread and you open up the back of the – which is <laughs> – This classy. is not done. This is not done here. <laughs> open up the back of the car and, or the back of the van and you just sit there and – Tailgate have, style. Tailgate style and um we were just making sandwiches with brie and um some good ham and salami and people were driving by mouth open going what the hell is going on in there funny side note oh my god this eating is in your car there's not drive-throughs in europe really like europeans are not into eating in their cars there's tons of picnic tables there's tons of rest stops you can always find a place to pull over and get out you know eat something but one of our friend, one of our friends got a ticket in Germany for eating while driving. An American. An American. She was <laughs> she was eating while driving, 
and she got a ticket. We haven't talked. We she we saw an email about it, but I'm I interested. Dying. I'm interested to see uh, what exactly happened. But anyway, so we had our parking lot picnic, and then it was off to uh, uh, Cantina Santa Mica. Um, run by women, um, uh, mom and daughter, and it is beautiful. Where is that one? It is outside of Yeezy. It is outside of Yeezy. And, uh, and Yeezy's known for Verdicchio. For Verdicchio, sorry. And uh, they have this now is much more quintessential of a place. They've got the vines. They have the um, big well, iron gate you pass through with the huge barrels welcoming you. Antique tractors mm-hmm. uh, all littered all over the property. And the kind of wine uh, barn or wine house, if you will, with the giant the giant things to store the wines all lined up next to each other in how, both wood and in like cement, like cemented in. How First of all, how old do you think those big barrels were, and how big do you think those big barrels were? Well, I'm sure with a Google search or a, to go, it will oh, tell again. you all about that. We if don't. we did any research we into don't. our stories, we don't. Um, you can very much Google. Uh, Let's just make something up. Back in the 1640s, no, even earlier, the even 1500s. Earlier. Yeah, I'd go with I'd the go wood was chopped down by virgins. Mm-hmm. No, I don't know. No, but it's beautiful because they have that, like, yeah, the barrel room, yeah. I would call it. And then they have um, another room adjacent to that with all of the stainless steel um, looser wines yeah. for the. And uh, we got. We got a Verdicchio uh, dock there, which is really nice. And then we continued on. I took a bunch of video there because it was just so pretty. And then we went to Juicy. Juicy outside of Moro di Alba, mm-hmm. um, which is known for the lacrima or the teardrop. And, and of uh, course, a side note, this is why GPS is, I, we should have brought the map. Jason said, did you grab the map? I said, we don't need the map. Well, oh, why do we have the map? We, we know where we're going and we've got the GPS. Dummy. Because... Even with the GPS, we have the address in there, and then we call. It's not working. We show up somewhere else in town, and it's like, this is where it's telling us. We call him, and luckily we speak Italian, but I just think about for guests or other people driving around, plugging in addresses, that then he's like, oh, no, it's actually technically on the road to exactly like it la- Exactly like us. <laughs> and it's not really that address, and I just thought, gosh, it's so hard to – the GPS is just – you can't trust it. No, and that's well, the major difference with the, with these winemakers and the wineries here compared to North America. There's no wine road. There's no, no map with all the wineries. <laughs> There's, no, There's no, signs. no signs for half of these people. So unless you know where you're going or know how to ex- really how to get there, we'd love to see why someone like Marco is so so necessary the wine who, guy. who who takes Marco's our way. Marco's way dot Marco's way dot com <laughs> who and Marco's great and this is why you need that. Uh, because it's really not it's it's kind of sweet and nice at the same time, but difficult if you're if you're a tourist. Mm-hmm. It was great showing up at Juicy's because um, there was a bunch of cars there, and we thought, "Whoa, who is here?" Because that one, Villa Santa Mica, they have the signs. They've gotten really good at it. There also is a park. They do a lot of tastings and wine I think you dinners. Can have weddings there? Yeah, they they've really gotten into it. But Juicy, you would just drive right by it. It, it is like surrounded in like a tall brush bush kind of thing in the whole side of the house and um or the winery and we show up and there's a bunch of cars and he was pretty busy and he was selling some wine to i think some other um like enotecha or something i think those people were not just like no i think they were taking they bought some wine to try out and they're uh-huh. gonna take it for the enotecha and they, he also had the the guys there there was three men there who were really really nice and they were 
they had syringes and beakers and scales and all. We're like, what's going on over here? They were doing blends. They were trying to blend some different wines of his to make a a, a different. They're winemakers as well, and yeah. like work on the vines and stuff. But I love Juicy, and uh-huh. he is. You could tell how much he loves what he does. He is the quintessential <laughs> dressed to the nines, beautiful slacks, cashmere sweater, green, with green cashmere, cashmere sweater, sweater, like with, like a like a lime green, like it just pops with a dress shirt underneath and the collar sticking out and hands stained red with wine. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Walking around with a wine wine glass in between his fingers and the other hand with a bottle just draped at his side as he's he's, he's good at schmoozing <laughs> and without seeing like a schmoozer. No, not at all. He he's seems so really passionate. genuine and passionate and he really you could he makes you emotionally invested in this wine that you're drinking because you see his vines, you see his everything's right there it's him uh his he barrel tells you stories about everything his barrel room is gorgeous it's it's a very small production and uh i hope it stays that way because he's being he's really successful in in doing exporting he's smart because instead of ex, instead of selling to a distributor and letting the distributor export his wine which is just another wine in a catalog that someone gets it whoever he does he really flies all he goes to um, Switzerland and to China. China and to the, the America and really sells his wine himself, which I think is... It's that old Italian way. It's that personal relationship. He's building and- personal relationships and you can when the wine, the guy who's making the wine comes to your restaurant or whatever with this, these bottles, you can... Uh, uh, you're just hooked immediately. It's mm-hmm. it's really he's really engaging and he's smart because if he sold it to a distributor, he would have to pay what Italians would pay for his wine here. But no, he's cutting out the middleman, so he's going straight to the he's going straight to the restaurants, and he can sell it for whatever he wants. Mm-hmm. He can still give them a discount, and so he's getting the price he wants. He gets have. the price he wants. Mm-hmm. And, uh, for exportation, and they're getting a better price because the distributor doesn't have to wet wet his beak. Win win, he is good. That's why we went and saved him for last because we knew we'd hang out and spend a little more time there. And but uh, <sighs> in total, we got like six hundred liters of wine. Yeah, just over six hundred. I think like um, six fifteen or something a, like and that. And a bunch of Superiore or the higher end wines and boxes mm-hmm. and bottles. I'm sorry, <laughs> I forgot about all that. Too. that so we're ready. We'll, and a bunch of Prosecco. Yeah. and a sparkling oh, rosé Prosecco. Makes, he makes a rosé Prosecco called Bola Rosa. Uh, it's delicious. Mm-hmm. It's really, really good. Rosés have really come back here. Oh, my God. I know. I was saying this to someone that our first year here, a guest asked, do you have any rosé? And I was like, no. I was like, well, that's so passé. Like, who drinks rosé? And now I'm like, oh, my God. All I want is rosé, rosé, rosé. <laughs> and I think, oh, my gosh. I was. I felt horrible. I look back and I think I was such a – I had no idea that it was really starting to come back. And it just seemed like something you had heard your parents drink that was some cheesy, like, Zinvendale kind of thing but it's great and in the summer it's it's the perfect afternoon it's like on vacation and mm-hmm. delicious yeah and it's beautiful um so wine went will we dropped everything off <laughs> yeah, um, coming all the way back coming around. all the way back <laughs> to home and then the next morning yesterday morning oh, Saturday. And we had to unload everything oh, yeah, of course right that but that night like it's not like oh we have this huge truck we'll no just... the truck has to be back the next morning exactly right early. so we unlo- yeah 9 30 unload the truck uh the guy tells i he says what time do you have it back i said i'll have it back between 9 and 9 30 all right no problem 
So we drive next morning, Saturday morning, drive back to Fano bright and early. We get there at 9.45, and I'm like, oh, man, we're 15 minutes late. And I know people are probably going to be waiting for it because it's Saturday morning. He, the, the owner doesn't show up after repeated <laughs> phone calls until 10.15. Were there other people waiting there, too? There was like six people waiting. Oh it, was a, it, was a, it was ridiculous. Everyone looking at their watch, shaking their heads, pacing. <laughs> Mumbling to themselves. Five minutes later, repeating the same process. Porco. Uh, por- a lot of porcas and <laughs> katsos and all that stuff. But, okay. So he takes – so when the owner gets there, he takes the people who are returning the car, the trucks first. All right. So I was first to go in. Looks over everything. All right, all right, all right. Looks around the truck. Everything's fine. Now, mind you, we, got, we waited four hours when he told us he'd have the truck at a certain time last time. And the truck was dirty. No problem, though. This is Italy. As far as I'm concerned, if I go home with keys that night, it's a win. It's all that matters. That's all that matters. <laughs> I don't matters. care if it's dirty. I don't care. <laughs> so he's trekking the car out. All right, how was your trip? Did you get all your wine? Oh, that's good. That's good. That's good. Goes over. All right, well, uh, you're a few miles over the limit. Uh, it's thir- uh, 13 year- cents per kilometer or a few kilometers over the limit. All right, I knew that. That's fine. He goes... You return the truck. It's very dirty. Did you go down white roads? I said, of course. Uh, we live on a white road, <laughs> and all these vineyards are on down white roads. He was like, well, I'm going to have to get it washed. So that's going to be six euro. I flipped out. <laughs> I flipped out. I, I don't care about the waiting. I don't care about that he runs around with his, like a chicken with his head cut off and can't fill out our form. and takes him an hour and a half to do that. But you're going to nickel and dime me for six euros. And I, after all, after that. all that, I picked it up dirty and yes, it's dirtier than it, when it came back, but I don't freaking care. You should thank me for being patient and hopefully I'll come back next year. So what did you say? Go, me school. So excuse me. <laughs> this has been a little bit of a casino, a grande casino. They call it a, if it's a, if it's like a whole big production that didn't go very well, I said, <laughs> It's really? like a zoo. It's like this, this is a zoo. zoo. This, this whole thing's been a zoo. <laughs> You're going to charge me six euros to clean a car that was dirty when I got it. And I just go out. I just... Blah, 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 and he smiles, <laughs> which was great. I think he was testing me, maybe. maybe. Seeing if he could get over. I, I You know, they'll... T- Italians will try, man. They They'll try. It. They, they love, love it. it. So I think the fact that I kind of freaked out a little bit and was like, excuse me. Are you freaking kidding me? But I, The hands were involved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, okay, 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 okay. So uh, I just thought okay, the, this expression you would say is, que pali. How, what balls. What balls. <laughs> oh, my God. I love it. Um, but then uh, we went to the market yesterday in Fano after that and uh, got a bunch of great cheeses and um, beautiful fava beans and peas. And uh, we had um, our friends Paola and Antonio from Jotter and Maki in Fano. They were there opening up, and I took and asked them if they wanted to go get a coffee. And then Paola walked us around the market and showed us the bio, the new biological section. So um, people, uh, farmers are trying to get into the Fano market to sell their stuff too. Because mostly it's, um, it's not shit the- sale? Well, it's a shit sale of clothes and like kitchenware and stuff. But then as far as the food sections go, it's very political where your place is and you, you have to have connections. So if you want to be- And a, they've been there, like those stall- Owners, twenty years. Yeah, exactly. Twenty years. They're they're all tied up in the politicians who run Fano. This is what I've seen. I have no idea. This is what I've been told. 
And um, it's very hard if you want to get into the market to sell whatever you want. So what the farmers did, Coldoretti from the Farmers Union, they set up just outside the wall and they have uh, yellow awnings and Is yellow it shirts. The... It's right in front of the arch of Augustus. Oh, that side. Yeah, it's okay. right in front of the arch. And they have a artisanal cheesemaker and they have people selling um, – um, stuff that are just farmers and some of it's certified organic, but a lot of it's not because it's very, very expensive for these people to get certified biological or certified organic. They're doing it anyway. Uh, you know, their, their stuff is biological, but who has, you know, whatever it is, eight grand, 8,000 euro to, or, or whatever the cost is. I'm sure it's not 300 euro and filling out this form to get it done. <laughs> so, uh, we went and bought a bunch of stuff from there. And uh, that's great. It, it is. I liked it. We got to, you know, 100 tastes of everything. You, you have to you taste everything. And we must have ch- tasted four or five different cheeses. And it's, you know, pretty early in the morning. How much cheese can you k- keep putting down? We got a whole bunch of porchetta because uh, we're going to do a little interview with uh, Brandon. Brandon is from Vancouver Island and he's in his mid 20s and he's doing a stage across Europe, which is. Uh, stage is where you come and work and they, for f- basically for free and you intern, but just for a short period of time, it can be a couple of weeks to a few months and he's doing uh two weeks here, two weeks in Switzerland, two weeks in France, no London, London. Oh, two weeks in London at the Savoy, like really nice places, <laughs> like, like real places. He's going to the palace after us yeah, and like, then the Savoy. And I was like, what, why, why did you, you choose, choose to come here? <laughs> He was like, I wanted the whole end of the spectrum. And I was like, well, I guess you're sure getting it. <laughs> so he's been with us for almost two weeks now and he's helped us bottle wine and he, we did a, uh, we butchered pigs and, uh, we'll just ask him about his trip and I'm sure he'll have a lot to talk about and his, maybe a fresh perspective on what it's like to be out here and come to Italy and what he thought Italian, yeah. Italian food was or what the Italian culture was and what it was in reality. Yeah. Cause it's his first trip. It is his first tr- his first time, um, so we'll plug that in at the end. Great. Anything else you want to add? I'm trying. Anything to think. else you want to add? Primo Maggio is coming up next week. Ah, yes. Uh, it's the first of May, which is always a festival day. Labor Day. Labor Day, basically. We're going to do a little lunch for some friends. Hopefully, it'll be in the teens and not in the twenties, like oh. people wise. Uh, yeah, I was like, wait, what for weather? No, <laughs> it'd be nice if it was in the fifteen instead of the twenty-five. Yes, I'm hoping like thirteen. That, oh, that would be a gorgeous. That would be, be a perfect so number. Nice. That's a number where we could actually sit down. I know it would just be like, oh, that is that is just so reasonable. I wouldn't have to move <laughs> so just, many tables around. That's really sensible. Sensible. <laughs> just be sensible, Jason. So we have that coming up. Um, we were this morning going over the when, the wedding uh, menu for my sister's wedding and that whole week of events. And Yep. I'm sure as that gets closer, we'll talk about it. I know. It'll be good. I think people think that's kind of interesting to find out what you're going to... Starting to plan the menu, starting to figure it out, starting to write down... Um, Kind of day by day what we're going to do and serve and really figuring it out. Well, and it's the whole thing is trying to plan ahead because it's just Jason in the kitchen. And if we're doing it at our house or if we're doing it at another location and using their kitchen, how much can you get done beforehand so you're not cooking for 30 a la minute? <laughs> but uh, that's kind of the juggling act that... Oh, it'll be it'll be great. No, I know, but I think that's what people find interesting when we talk about that later. Like, how do you like menu plan that out? Oh, you know, very. That's true. Okay, we'll talk about that. That's a good thing. We should write write that down. All right. Um, coming we'll up ne- this we'll week, we'll never bring it up again. No. <laughs> <laughs> 
Coming up this week, we'll put more stuff into the garden. We have some guests coming. Um, it's time to start get, thinking about getting our flowers in. We oh, got all I the know. soil. Uh, we got some bags of soil when we had the trucks that we could when we had the van so we could carry it all. But very lots to do. My allergies are going. It's oh allergy season. Ever even you who don't even have me. allergies. <laughs> I was forced to take a pill the other night. Jason wakes up with god awful noises and should I do my should no. I tickle my throat into the into the <laughs> microphone? No, no one wants to hear that. Do it. <laughs> no, no. Do it. All right, very good. We're gonna plug. <laughs> We're going to uh, we'll plug in the uh, interview with Brandon. So let's uh, let's switch gears and um, here we go. Diddly, diddly. All right, Brandon, we're here. We're ten minutes before before uh, dinner's going to start. And we have a couple minutes. So I found I found the, uh, your story's really interesting. And so just real quick, t- uh, what are you doing here? And how did you how was it possible that you got to come to Europe? Uh, well, it was a few different. Uh a few different people in a few different places that kind of got me to where I am. Uh, the Okanagan Chefs Association held a competition to cook your way to Italy, and I ended up getting some sponsorship to come out here. Uh, here in particular, it, we ended up having a stage fall through, and I had to find uh, sort of some alternative plans, and uh, my wife came across this place and seemed really interested. We connected quickly and uh, were able to uh, get a short notice uh, for me to come to Italy. And what where do you what do you do right now? I am junior sous chef at the Fairmont Hotel McDonald in downtown Edmonton. And how long are you going to be in um, Europe in total? Uh, I've been here about just under two weeks, and I have another month and a half, month and three weeks to go, almost. So about two months in a bit in total and you're doing you've you're at the tail end of your two weeks here and then where's next next i'm going to be going to uh montreux in switzerland to work at the uh montreux palace uh another fairmont property that's uh, also uh something that i got my director of my current hotel was able to contact the other hotels and get me some stage opportunities to uh, work in their kitchen see how they run things okay so what's a st- people for those who don't know what is a stage a stage would be uh basically just coming in and doing doing a like a work experience uh, sh- uh job shadowing if you will to put it to its uh, bare bones term, so you get to you get to watch and learn and see how other kitchens work, and, and hopefully do as well. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely, of yeah. course, of course. So, okay, so we left you in in Switzerland. After Switzerland, uh, after Switzerland, I go to London, England, to go to the Savoy uh, Fairmont property, and there I'll be doing uh, two weeks there, as well as after my two weeks in Switzerland. And then that's is that the last one? That's my last stage. After that, I'm doing uh, about two weeks in France, uh, four days in Paris, and then I'll be traveling along the Brittany coast. Then from there, I'll be driving to Spain, uh, San Sebastian. Oh, that's going to be nice. So you end in San Sebastian. I've, I've, that's, everyone keeps telling me that's going to be the highlight of my trip. So yeah, I'm yeah, glad it's it the, the anchor. Oh, man, I'm jealous. I really am. So... W- before you came to Italy, what were your? Did you have any preconceived notions about what the Italian food was like, and uh, were, did you were those confirmed, or did it change your mind? And um, what's the thing that surprised you most about Italy, and what what uh, what what are you laughing? Ashley's laughing because you're asking a lot. Of, let him do do like two parts. There you go. Start with that. Okay. Uh, I thought the pizza the pizza wasn't bad that we actually had, but I thought uh, pizza would be 
Rockstar Pizza coming here, not uh, kind of like, oh, it's it's kind of a little bit criticized here, which I found a little bit funny. We don't like the pizza in our area. The, you can find great pizza. Um, the pizza in our area is really thin and uh, doesn't have much dough to it, and it's not like uh, there's it's just like a cracker almost, and it's okay, it's okay, but no, we don't have great pizza in our area. And um, the closing, some the store's closing at one o'clock, and dinner's not opening till seven was definitely a culture shock for me. Uh, that was that was a surprise, and it was one o'clock. Those doors close for sure, so it was uh, that was a shock. And as far as the the cooking goes, did you find that uh, was there something anything that surprised you or or that you were that you didn't realize before you came? Super regional. It's it's so the food rules that apply in general everywhere apply to the extreme here. It seems where it's if people you know forty five minutes to the to the shoreline. Uh, things grow a little bit differently there, and when you bring some of their products back, it's, they're just like, "Whoa, that's a that's a, that's a product I don't work with." There, it doesn't doesn't grow in my backyard. I don't know about that. Well, we got the car. Well, for example, the, tonight we're doing the Cardoons or Cardi, and we went to the um, we were in Fano on Saturday yesterday, and we went to the uh, farmers market, and beautiful Cardoons, right? They, Gorgeous. They they were a little bit of a hassle, and they they the leaves were interesting, but. Uh, the, the finished products we have is actually fantastic. It's, it's, I'm it's, really excited for that. So cardoons look like a pale, huge uh, celery bunch, bunch of celery. And you have to peel them with the peel the back of them to get all the stringy fibers part off. And then you boil them in wa- salted water. And it tastes just like a artichoke heart, right? Lemon. Lemon, too. Lemon, too. Because yeah, Because they'll, they'll discolor like uh, like the artichokes. And they, they taste like artichokes. They actually. taste exact. I mean, They're totally fantastic. exactly like artichokes. But... Um, we went it's it's in the artichoke family and when we were at the butcher we asked the lady what she was uh, we told her what she was doing and this was a butcher near us and she said she doesn't know what to do with car cardoons because they don't really grow around here so she's never made them but uh i added them to my a soup that i was making today just the leaves raw and that totally wrecked it so it, the broth went completely bitter it yeah. was uh, it was a little disappointing it was i thought the soup would be great all right but we digress uh Oh yeah, we did a but, uh, butchering course. We did. We did. We went and butchered the chintasinese. That was amazing, actually. That was really good. And um, even though you work in a kitchen every day, you, we really don't get to s- a chance to see a whole side of an animal put before you and how to break. Especially it apart. that fresh too, where that was literally I, the day before. Okay, if I'm if I'm not wrong, a right? co- yeah, or a couple or of a days. couple days, and it was. Uh, but when you still have, you know, you walk into this. Uh, this butchering area and but right outside there's like pigs still walking right around that are just uh minding their own business it's pretty it's it was right where they were raised it was right where they were grown we butchered it there and it was you can't get much more natural than that for sure yep well it was a pleasure having you for the last couple weeks and good luck on your next adventure and uh here comes the guests i hear him coming down so we got to go all right very good thanks so much thank you all right well, I hope that um, listeners found that interesting. I know I sure did. <laughs> we haven't even done it yet. You said bring it home. I was just, I was capping up the end of the, um, I was pretending like I was um, Oh, through, the magic, through yeah. the magic of television? Exactly. All right, very good. Bring us home, Ashley. All right. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everyone. You can find us um, on our website at www.latavalamarque.com, on Twitter, on Facebook, 
on Vimeo, on YouTube at all at La Tavola Marque, and also on our blog, uh, latavolamarque.blogspot.com. And you can hear us on Stitcher, iTunes, or you're listening to us somehow. I don't know. Tell a, if you like what you hear, <laughs> tell a friend. Spread the love. Spread the word. and um, Share the videos. Sh- share the videos if you see them. Just spread it. Spread it. We'll make yeah. It- yeah, just share, spread. <laughs> Whatever. All right, very good. Um, info, if you'd like information on booking a holiday or you have a question or comment, you'd like to shoot us info at latavolamarque.com. L-A-T-A-V-O-L-A-M-A-R-C-H-E dot punto com. <laughs> All right, very good. So from blustery, rainy... Kind of rainy spring weather. Kind of Seattle, and I'm liking it. Oh my god, everything with you is Seattle. <laughs> no, Jesus. just on the rainy days like this, I like it. All right, can we end this thing already? Yes. Thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Have a wonderful week, and we will talk to you next time. Ciao. Ciao, ciao. Sentire media. Hey, podcast producers and show hosts. Do you want to join a podcast network that celebrates all things Italian? At Sentiri Media, we understand the allure of Italy and its unique culture. Our devoted team of hosts and producers are all driven by their shared passion for Italy. And we work tirelessly to create the best lifestyle podcasts and content that will whisk you away to the very heart of Italy. With us, you can savor the mouth-watering flavors, get lost in the stories from the past, break down the cultural barriers, and truly immerse yourself in the vibrant traditions of this intoxicating country. If you have a great podcast idea or are already in production and would like to join Sentire Media, head over to sentiremedia.com. That's S-E-N-T-I-R-E media.com and find out how to submit your show.